And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. What's up, Miami Hurricanes fans? Manny Navarro here for the Wide Right Podcast. It is Thursday, March 30, right around 4.30 p.m. Uh, Miami Hurricanes are eight practices into spring football, and what you just saw and heard were a few scenes from earlier today. I got a chance with a few other journalists to watch Miami uh, offensive line and defensive line up close at practice. Mario Cristobal let us uh, watch about uh, four practice sessions those sessions usually about five or six minutes each where guys get to go through drills. And you just heard Alex Mirabal, his offensive line coach, basically telling guys to make sure they sprint to the line of scrimmage uh, before uh, a play gets snapped. So uh, you got a taste of it a little bit there. You saw some of Javian Cohen, the transfer from Alabama, wearing number 70. He's Miami's left guard. You saw a little bit of Jalen Rivers, number 64. Of course, he was on the roster already, but now he's playing left tackle in camp. Uh, saw a little bit of Inez Cooper, the big man, came out of high school in Alabama and started four games for Miami last year. He's their right guard in camp. Matt Lee, 55. Uh, and then the right tackle, number 61, Francis Maui Goa. Those are some of the guys uh, that are really standing out in camp. There's basically been the same starting five, I think, uh, since about the second or third practice on the offensive line. And the reason I bring it up, look, it, it's there's a lot of guys out for spring football. The last time we did a podcast here, I discussed how many guys were out. I mean, 15 to 20 guys uh, with injuries, uh, recovering from surgery, basically being put in bubble wrap because Mario Cristobal doesn't want to rush them back out there and risk them getting hurt. Uh, so it's hard to really take away much from what's happened in spring football so far. But the one thing I can declare in one of my spl- uh, spring uh, football declarations here is that I think Miami's offensive line is going to be a lot better. And I know that's not saying much. Mario Cristobal went out and really addressed the offensive line uh, between the transfer portal and as as well as uh, recruiting, signing five offensive linemen, including two five stars in uh, Samson Okunlola. He's actually the backup left tackle in camp. And of course, Francis Maui Goa, who I mentioned, is already starting at right guard, at right tackle rather. Um, so we knew there was going to be a, a big difference. Uh, but it's one of those things where until you get to spring football and you start to see those guys practice and you start to hear the coaches and the players talk about how good they really are, it's really hard to tell if those things are going to come together. And I think at this point, eight practices in the spring football. I feel good declaring that Miami's offensive line is going to be markedly better. And look, I haven't had a chance to watch a lot of practices. We, again, the media only gets a sneak peek at maybe uh, 10, 15 minutes of practice uh, whenever they allow us. But a lot of the people who have been out there, scouts, um, you know, agents, NIL agents, uh, people that do get a chance to go and watch practice, uh, they've all remarked how much better the offensive line looks than it did a year ago. And that's great news for Tyler Van Dyke and great news for this offense, which we know really, really struggled to run the football last year. I don't know how good they are running the football, but I know that they're doing a much better job 
protecting Tyler Van Dyke. The scheme, uh, you know, spreading the offense out, uh, running sort of an air raid system, even though it's really not the air raid. Uh, but getting rid of the ball quickly is going to help. But all of that said, I think more than anything, it looks like an offensive line that Mario Cristobal likes. And I know that last year he wasn't happy with the group that he had. Uh, there's two guys that are gone that were starters on that lineup uh, last year. Um, you know, John Campbell transferred to Tennessee. Uh, he was the starting left tackle for most of the season. Uh, and, and you had DJ Scaife, who was basically the starting right tackle and probably should have been playing inside the whole year. Uh, Miami lost Zion Nelson early in the year. And he only played 60 snaps. He was supposed to be one of the best left tackles in all of football. The offensive line was a disaster. In the end, Mario basically changed the entire offensive staff, except for Alex Mirabal, his offensive line coach. And, you know, Mario, of course, being a former offensive lineman, works with the offensive line a ton. And he's put a lot of emphasis in fixing it. And I think between all the new additions, when you look at JV and Cohen, who was a two-year starter at Alabama, you look at Francis Maui Go, who's a five-star offensive tackle, you know, one of the best in the country, um, you look at Matt Lee, the center from UCF, uh, and then you mix in a Jalen Rivers, who was a really, really talented recruit uh, coming out of the Jacksonville area um, a few years ago. And then you sprinkle in an Inez Cooper, who, who started four games here last year. You get those five guys together, I think you have a really, really big physical uh, unit that can protect the quarterback and move some bodies, which is what Mario wanted. And so... I just I just think that that's the one thing that I can sit here and tell you eight days into spring football has improved markedly. Everything else, you know, how much better Miami really is at the wide receiver position, how much better are they at linebacker, all of those things are hard to tell because, to me, you, you know, you have a lot of young guys at those positions that you're counting on to be playmakers. I feel better about the receiver position. I think, you know, Colby Young has taken the next step. That's one thing that I've heard consistently throughout uh, this camp. I think Francis, uh, Francisco Maui Goa, Francis' uh, older brother who transferred in from Washington State, I think he's making a name for himself at middle linebacker. But in the grand scheme of things, the one thing I think Miami fans can feel confident in going into the fall is that they've got a much better offensive line. And that's going to help this offense score more points and keep them in games. And that's why I've got confidence this team can win as many as eight games this year. So I think for that reason alone, and, I, and more than anything, I just want to be able to tell you all of this uh, and, and to provide you with a little bit of video footage from practice as well as some of the interviews this from this week. Mario Cristobal and Javian Cohen spoke to us on Tuesday. Today we got a chance to speak to offensive line coach Alex Mirabal. And I, you get them to talk about, you know, you'll hear them talk about, uh, you know, Samson, Okunlola. You'll hear them talk about Francis Mawigo, who they call CeCe. Um, you're going to see, um, you know, a little bit of practice highlights here in, in a second. If you're if you're watching us on the YouTube page, if you're listening to us on the podcast, make sure you, you visit my YouTube page so you can check it out. Um, but more than anything, you're going to hear some confidence in the offensive line. And I think as a Miami fan, that's got to be heartening um, that it's not just, hey, some some new bodies are here, but it actually looks and feels different. I think that's going to that's going to make you feel better as a Miami fan. So anyway, I want to get to these interviews. We're going to start first with Mario Cristobal, then move on to JV and Cohen, and then finish with Alex Mirabal. But uh, here's Mario talking about JV and Cohen and the type of impact he's going to have for this football team this coming year. He's a huge acquisition. You know, I mean, we, uh, we really wanted to, you know, continue to develop our players at that position, but also increase the level of size, girth, explosiveness, um, strength at the point of attack, power, right? He's got a ton of experience um, playing at the University of Alabama. He's, he's just an awesome, awesome guy to be around because he has great energy, he works hard, and he lets you push him hard, you know? He's very, very smart, 
uh, naturally just blended in right away and also has really good leadership skills. So we are expecting big things from him. Um, couldn't be happier to have, you know, a guy in the portal be like that. He's, uh, he's great to be around. How is Francis Malagoa doing? Good. He's repping. Uh, he's taking most of his reps with the ones. You know, been playing some right tackle. Um, the good thing about these guys is, you know, they're they're highly talented guys, but they're also playing, uh, or at least trying to play to their talent level and pushing themselves and grinding. They're just seeing a lot of scenarios they haven't seen. You know, uh, and I think him and Samson and Antonio, they're all new here with the offensive line. Matt Lee has a ton of experience, so he's seen just about everything. But those young guys. They're progressing really well. We are throwing a lot at them, and we tell them, you know, we need you to be sophomores. We don't need you to be a mid-year, early enrollee freshman. And they've responded really well. well Francis Malagoa has the same trajectory, it seems, as guys like Pene Su, who you coach. Uh, how does he compare to how he started off the Oregon? Well, I mean, I always, I'm cautious about comparing guys to being the seventh overall pick in the draft when they're like 19 years old, you know, that's, but, do you see the qualities of an elite player? Absolutely. Absolutely you do. There's power. There's a really good knowledge of the game at his young age. He plays with leverage. He plays with toughness. He's heavy-handed. Moves his feet really well. He understands ball. You get after him. And we need to get after him to prepare him, you know. Just like Samson, you know, both all these guys are taking a lot of reps with the ones and with the twos. So um, he is... He's going to be an elite, elite football player, and he's an elite human being. His family is awesome, and we're super happy to have him. And about about the freshmen, I mean, you, obviously, you're, you're a talented lineman yourself. You played a lot of talented guys at Alabama. Just how do they compare to some of the linemen that you've, you've seen and worked with? They're freakish. They're very advanced for their age. I think Samson's technique is very close to being pro. Uh, I tell him that almost every day, which is why I'm on his tail a lot, because I want him to be very great. Uh, CC's a dog with a great mentality. Tripp has a big base. He's a hard worker as well, and those guys really want to be something special here. They, want to, they came here for a reason, which is to turn you around, and I think that's very inspiring to see, and it's great to have young kids. Having a head coach as an offensive lineman, you don't see that too often. How cool is that for you, having you know, a guy run the program you can ask him a few questions and things like that? Yeah, that's awesome. Coach Chris Ball is my guy. Uh, you know, all day in practice, we just sit around talking, talking about different things, different techniques, different plays, different things we want to go over and do. And I just think it's really awesome because, you know, we have a different bond and different connection. And uh, I remember he came and visited me one time when I entered the portal and just sat there and talked about the different things that will go on, you know what I'm saying, with the offensive line, from the offensive line standpoint. And, I mean, just hit it off from there. So, like, that relationship right there is something I'll share and take with me for years and years. Apparently, just the leadership he brings to the O-line. That dude's a wizard, man. So much education. Actually, starting 36 games is a lot more valuable than a lot of people understand because he has old eyes. What I mean by old eyes is he's seen a lot, you know what I'm saying? So there's certain things that he'll call that we'll be on the same page and certain things he'll say, and I'll be like, wow, how did you even see that? You know what I mean? So like just being around somebody with that kind of, kind of experience, that kind of drive and effort that he has, and he also brings the room together as well. He has great leadership qualities, and I respect him more than anything. And I'm, I was actually on his case about his recruit trying to get him to come here, and I'm very happy with that addition. The talent of the starting five here, How's it compared to the place you just left? Not far off. Not far off at all. I think we have a lot to grow together. You know what I'm saying? And, and I'll, I speak for that because with that last five that I was with, we had chemistry. We're still building chemistry here, but I find a lot of talent. Jalen Rivers, the NFL tackle. I'm telling you that. Matt Lee is the NFL center. And the different guys that we have coming in with different combinations. And Ez Cooper is a very big guard, very young guy, but he's very big, very bright. And, 
you know, CC Maginoga is CC. Like, everybody knows that. So, I don't think the talent's far off. I think once we gel together and get our chemistry right, then we'll be on point. How's the, uh, the chemistry of the unit that was something J.D. talked about yesterday? It's, it's they, uh, work in progress day by day deal, but it's going really well. You know, and it's something that uh, they've been working on since we started back on January the 16th. You know, so it's not something everybody thinks it happens on the field. That's the last place it happens. It happens off the field. It happens in the weight room. It happens when they're doing their drills here in January and February. Uh, it happens in the meeting room. That's where it all happens, you know, the chemistry of it. You know, so these guys, when we, when we come into the meeting room and we watch practice or we watching uh, drills and stuff like that, you know, I'm, hey, what do you got here, Matt? Coach, we got four down. Okay, what's your call? Hey, Coach, we're going this, this to 35. Hey, we're going to go this on the backside. So that's where it all starts. You know, the chemistry starts in the classroom, right? And chemistry, the chemistry of an offensive line is built on trust. They got to be able to trust. You got to be able to trust that the other four guys that you're playing with know what to do, why to do it, and how to do it. That's how you gain chemistry. And you can be a great player, but if you don't know what to do, why to do it, and how to do it, those guys are going to say, hey, Coach, that guy can't run with us now. You know, so they've got to be able to trust each other. And that's stuff that we do in the, in the classroom. And then it comes and, and then you start working it on the field. So that communication doesn't happen when you get on the green grass. That's been going on since January 16th. So it's a, it's a work in progress like everything else in the world, right? It's never going to get there. That, that chemistry, we got to keep building it on a daily basis, you know? So just like they're doing it, we're doing it as, an, as a staff, right? We had a lot of staff turnover. And it's the same deal. We're doing it on a daily basis. We work on that chemistry on a daily basis. We communicate in um, in our in our in our meetings in our staff offensive staff meeting. We communicate. The defense does it in theirs. We communicate in the, in a complete staff meeting, and then we, we got to communicate on the field. You know, how do we communicate on the field with each other? So we're working on our chemistry. The players are working on our chemist on their chemistry. We're never going to get there, but we got to keep doing it on a daily basis. Samson and Cece, what are your first impressions yeah. with these two young yeah. guys? Awesome. I think they're awesome they're, they're, because they're, they're five-star workers. Forget about all the recruiting hype and all that, the BS. Forget about the Twitter, the Twitter world and all that. They're, they're five-star work ethic, both those kids. Both those kids, they, they, they want to do well. They want to work. They, they want to try to please you as a coach. And um, they, you can jump their – I mean, you, I can jump their, their, their tail now. You know, they want to be coached hard, so I don't have to – there's no de-recruiting going on because that's not how we recruit them. We didn't, we didn't blow smoke up their tails when we were recruiting them. So there's no de-recruitment. So they're here. I'm as hard on CeCe as I am on Jalen Rivers, right? So there's no, I mean, there's no star system, right? Once they get here, once they get here, they're, they're here they're, and they're just part of it. And, uh, and they don't want it any other way, but they're doing phenomenal. Obviously, CeCe's running with the ones at right tackle because he earned it, not because there's no one else there because he earned it. And then Samson's running with the twos at left tackle because he, he earned it. And every day, they're working to try to get better and continue to solidify their position amongst the O-line unit. And the most important thing that they're working on is they're working on being able to gain the trust of the other guys in the room. How do you do that? They need to know what to do, why to do it, and how to do it, right? When they do that, uh, Coop, hey coach, I trust CeCe. Matt Lee, hey coach, I trust CeCe. You know, that, now they don't have to tell me that. They don't come to my office, hey coach, by the way, I trust this guy. You see it. You see it, how do you see it? You see it on film. You see it when I ask, hey, Cece, what do you got here? Coach, we're gonna go triple 45. Man, if he starts, uh, 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 then, man, oh, whoa, he's guessing now, right? So that's what we do in the classroom. And, um, and that's how you gain that trust. But they're both doing great. They're workers, they're, they're yes, they're very talented, you know, but, but they are five-star workers, and that's what makes them special.
you were down to six scholarship offensive linemen at one point last year. Yeah, how do you fun. feel about the how do you feel the depth has improved in this group? Well, it's it's gotten better. You know, the depth's gotten better. You've got you've got CC, you've got Samson, you've got Antonio. Uh, you've got Matt Lee and you've got Javion. So right there, you've got five guys. So, you, so right there, you've got depth, right? Um, we're still waiting for Frankie Tinilao to come. We're still waiting for, for, for Bruno Kinsler to show up. So that'll be awesome. So, you know, the depth is better, but you know what? We're, you're, you, the season hasn't started yet, right? So there, there's at some point you're going to have some attrition. It's our job to make sure that those guys that are behind them are prepared to know what to do, why to do it, and how to do it, and be able to do it like that, be able to do it fast. So um, it is what it is. It is what it is, and, and we just keep working every day. But it, it's nice. It's nice to have some depth right now. In, in your experience, how many true freshmen have you had start? Oh, so me personally, right, I had one start at, at Oregon, and um, it was pretty special, right? And then I had one start at Marshall, which was pretty special. I had one start at FIU, which was pretty special. Uh, Coach Cristobal had a few start for him when he was here at Miami um, before as the offensive line coach. Uh, Coach Cristobal had a couple guys start for him at Alabama, you know, and it kind of changes now. You know, these kids come in so much more advanced and prepared, you know, and, and someone like like Francis and Samson, they've I mean, they've always they're always working. You know, Francis, Francis went to IMG. So he had a his offensive line coach there, Lee Grimes. I mean, he was the offensive line coach at the University of Charlotte. He was the offensive line coach at Kansas at a time. And at a time, he was the offensive line graduate assistant and analyst at Texas A&M. So he brought those guys some more advanced level skill and training, right? So CeCe was a little bit ahead from, from that standpoint, right? <clears throat> and then Samson, hell, he, he became famous, Twitter famous for all his drills. Man, that guy, he, he, he drilled on a daily basis. What he did was he took, he took my drills, he took the drill of all those offensive line coaches that were recruiting him, and he took the best out of those drills and he created his own like little drill progression, right? So, so he had, he's advanced uh, from that way, you know, but uh, and, uh, when they're out there, here's the deal. When they're out there for Francis, I'm not thinking, oh, he's a freshman. No, no, I'm not thinking, hey, Jalen Rivers, a junior. No, they're just players, right? So if Francis is running with the ones, I expect him to be able to do what someone running with the ones needs to be doing. I don't cut him any slack. Right and 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 you know some and he just I mean he's swimming, man he's swimming and he's swimming fast he's not drowning he keeps swimming to the point where he's swimming with the other guys you know and um, he's one of his greatest gifts that he's got is he just he's got like a sixth sense he sees things you know he sees things without you as a coach having to tell him you know and and that's a and that's a gift and uh, Penesul had it and 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 Cece's got it I'm not saying they're the same player. But he's got that, you know, where he'll see, hey, Francis, why'd you do that? Well, coach, I saw him. Oh, how the heck did you see that? You know, so, um, so, but he's, he's that way. And so, uh, you know, we're riding. We're riding. If we got to start a freshman, true freshman, we'll start it. We got to start two, we start two. And the, the team across Miami, Ohio ain't going to care. Texas a not going to care, right? They're going to come after them. And, and our job is to make sure that they're ready. And there will be. And they will be. Matt Lee, yeah. uh, what is he bringing? Awesome. How's he doing? He is awesome. He is a leader. He is the epitome of a leader. He's, he's a leader. He's urgent. He communicates. He's everything that a center needs to be. He's everything that a center needs to be. And he will be, he will be along those lines of, 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 um, of uh, Romberg. He'll be along those lines of Casey Jones. He'll be along the lines of, of, of a Bobby Garcia. That's who that guy is. I mean, he is talented as heck. He's a hell of, heck of an athlete. Uh, he was a tight end in high school. Went to Central Florida as a tight end. They converted him to center. 
uh, but he is a, he's a leader. And those guys in that room believe in him and trust him. And when he comes up and he says, hey, this is the front, they got no question. They know. Why? Because with, with the authority that, that he says it. Now, he is a, he's an unbelievable athlete too now, okay? He's got all the intangibles, but he is a heck of an athlete. If you told me, hey, we need to play him at three technique, could he go play three technique in a heartbeat? He's a really, really good athlete. He's got great feet, can bend, can twist. And um, our offensive line is where it is today from a chemistry standpoint, from a preparation standpoint because of Matt Lee. And he is a difference maker for this whole team. In my opinion, he's invaluable. He's invaluable, and, and I'm, I'm glad he's a, he's a Miami Hurricane. And so, uh, but but he's a, he's a phenomenal football player. Jalen, last question for Coach Miller. Yeah, Jalen at left tackle. Jalen can play left tackle. <clears throat> Jalen can play left tackle, right tackle, right guard, left guard, and center. I mean, he's a, he's his versatility is tremendous, you know. And, and Jalen Rivers, he's a huge human being. I mean, if you've ever, you know, when he walks up on you, you're talking about a man who's six five and he's 340 pounds and he can turn the light switch off from over here long so he could do whatever you need him to do you know um so but he's doing he's doing really well he's doing really well and another guy that you could trust right another guy you could trust you put him and that's a great thing about the game of football and 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 and, and offensive line play you've got a a, a a samoan right tackle who was from img you got a, a a young man from pleasant grove alabama at right guard Who's a true freshman last year? You've got who's still a true freshman. You got Matt Lee, who was somewhere else, right? Started 36 games. He's here now. You got Javion Cohen, who was somewhere else. He's now at left guard. And you've got a left tackle. That's what football's about. That's why I do what I do to get those five guys who are completely different from different places, different experiences to work together. You do that, you're going to have a great offensive line. All right, so you got a chance to hear all of those voices from this week. I think the one wild card in all of this as we wrap up this quick and fast uh, wide right podcast uh, is Zion Nelson, right? He's the guy who was a three-year starter on the offensive line, uh, a guy that has a ton of experience and really only got a chance to play 61 snaps last season because he was sort of rushed back following knee surgery in the summer. Uh, I think Mario, you know, he's kind of put bubble wrap around him and he's not letting him really do much until this summer. But once Zion comes back, he's a 32-game starter. He's a guy that a lot of scouts thought could be uh, a first or second day pick in the draft, he is going to throw a wrinkle into this so- whole sort of set of chemistry for Miami's offensive line. As you heard uh, between Alex Mirabal um, and Mario Cristobal, uh, they look at Jalen Rivers, uh, who's obviously playing really well at left tackle right now, they look at him as a guy who they can fit in anywhere on this offensive line, which is sort of similar to DJ Scaife. So I think you know, that could open the door potentially to Francis Maui Goa flipping from right tackle to left tackle or Zion Nelson coming back uh, in the fall and fighting for that left tackle job where now Jalen Rivers maybe gets moved to right guard or shifts over to left guard or anywhere else on the offensive line where, where he's basically needed. Uh, it'll be really interesting to watch. But I think for now, look, I just wanted to give you a taste of what um, is being said in camp. Again, not a whole lot to take away from this spring because there's so many guys out sort of recovering from surgery. You can't sit here and talk about position battles, but the one thing you can talk about is where real improvement is happening. I think the one place uh, that you can really feel confident that is is the offensive line. So 
We'll be back with more Wide Right. We'll have a mailbag. We'll do all those kind of things in the weeks ahead. Spring game, of course, April 14th, so I should remind you of that. And, of course, we got this uh, Final Four this weekend, Hurricanes basketball team, Jim Laranega. Uh, they'll get a chance to take on UConn and a chance to win a national championship. It'll be fun to watch. Make sure you tune back in to us, Wide Right, next week. We'll have a new episode for you. But that's it for this week. Signing off, I'm Manny Navarro. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.